Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, Associate Producer and Starista's Creative Copy Manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges in the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, Vincent Neje talked to Tosif Mohammed, Head of Global Marketing and Demand Generation at Mindtree. He explores how a degree in engineering led to a career in marketing. He also delves into the importance of explaining the whys of a product, as well as how Mindtree overcame the challenges that have come with canceled live events. AJ's in a good mood, and Vincent gets a new apartment. Give it a listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products here at Starista. That must mean one thing. Or two things. One, I'm happy. I'm always happy. And two, it's the Marketing Stir podcast coming at you once again. Thank you all for listening and watching us on YouTube now. We have been on YouTube video. You can see the enthusiasm. It's not fake. It's real. Starista, that's who is sponsoring the Marketing Stir. That's my company that I work for. And what do we do? We have our own data sets, B2B, B2C. We help companies market to those data sets. Send us your first party data. If it's broken, fragmented, if it's out of date, we will enrich it, we will update it. We will get you new customers by targeting that. We do account-based marketing. We have our own DSP. You need us to execute the media for you. We got it. What I've also got, this is one of the best CEOs in the business, ladies and gentlemen. He is my co-host on this journey, on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's up, AJ? Hey, Vincent. I was having an average day, but you actually uh, cheered me up a little bit there. I heard something about going to close a $250,000 deal after this podcast. Hopefully. It is right now. You don't know when it's happening. This is, this is month end. You don't know which yeah. month end it is, our viewers <laughs> and listeners. But yes, that's the goal. I, I try to cheer AJ up. I yeah, try to tell him jokes. Know. I try to make him laugh. But what really cheers him up is closing deals. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it cheers me up too. I love working with partners and I love introducing our services to them and helping their business. That's what I love doing. But th- but- that's a fair point. I don't know if it's... Uh- end of next month or end of uh, 2023 but could uh, be you don't know when this but we have had so many podcast episodes but they've all been amazing yes <laughs> i've been oh i spent the last two days moving aj i moved the my family and i we moved from one new york city apartment to another new york city apartment and 2500 dollars later it's uh, i'm in a new apartment and it's been great my mother-in-law and father-in-law are here helping us move. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's why I see you're in the office today. Oh, I'm in the office. Like I, I took two days off and then again, this being a, a month end, I was like, oh, no, let me come back in and, and, you know, work with my clients and finalizing some campaigns. But yeah, I was like, get me out of here. Get me out of this place. We had movers, four movers, seven hours. They did not, scratch break one thing shout out to siemens movers out there my father-in-law jeff is in our apartment i swear to 33 minutes he breaks a glass by helping us move i'm like why is he here why is he here 
I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, well, I, I think uh, if he did, you wouldn't be married by now. Based I wouldn't on be married. Oh, yeah. If he listened episodes. to my comedy, if he listened to my, oh, yeah, forget it, you know. But uh, let's focus on the good. And we've got good. We've got great with us today, AJ. We've got great. I cannot wait to hear from this gentleman. I love hearing about this company, Mindtree. I want to talk about that in a moment here. He is the head of global marketing and demand generation for Mindtree. Tosif, Mohammed, what's going on, Tosif? Hey, how are you, Vincent? How are you? Great, great. Hanging in there. I'm here at the office. Another episode of the Marketing Stir. I'm talking to you. I'm not moving stuff. I'm not unpacking stuff. So this is great. <laughs> How's everything in New Jersey? Well, New Jersey is always been great. Uh, you know, that uh, we always like, you know, call New York. I used to live in New York, uh, so, but New Jersey has been very blessed to me. Uh, and like my, I, my entire family lives here, my wife, kids and my in-laws like you. So I have all the in-laws and I have those interesting stories about my father-in-law as well. So yeah. uh, we both are pretty competitor in terms of building and constructing house as a handyman. So um, yeah, so New I've been here in New Jersey for about uh, uh, 16 years now. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but I prior to that, I was in New York City I, uh, while I was working in MTV. Uh, so, and then I was in Chicago for a couple of years graduating. So yeah, so it's been good. And well, uh, as far as today, it's been very chilly. It's gotten getting chilly in New Jersey. So yeah. Exactly. It's been like just wet out. When we moved, it was, uh, you know, I felt bad uh, for, for the movers. They were out in, uh, out in the rain. I did tip them really well. It's in my nature. I'm Italian. I like to tip people. My wife was like, you tip everyone. I'm like, you got to tip movers. Anyway, but yeah, it's been nasty out. It's been... Uh, it's been just gloom, but I'm hoping that nicer weather. I do like the cold weather. For me, that means the holidays are upon us. So that's uh, always, always fun. Uh, Tosif, tell us and tell, more importantly, the viewers and the listeners about Mindtree. Okay. Well, uh, Mindtree, like, you know, this is the company that has been in the business from past 20 years. They started, like, you know, as an uh, a digital company while the dot-com bubble were actually burst. So that's why we call it like a born digital company. Uh, <laughs> what we do like, you know, as like a digital transformation technology in SI world, we have about like, you know, global 2000 plus clients. Uh, and most of the stuff like, you know, we are like take agile and collaborative approach on creating like customized solution across the digital value chain. Like our expertise, like in infrastructure, application management, turn IT into like a strategic asset where like, you know, you need to run your business more efficiently or accelerate revenue growth, like Mindtree can be there. So how like, you know, that we deal with our uh, data uh, for our for core uh, areas that we work, our value proposition, customer experience, data, enterprise, IT, and cloud. So those are the four. And then we have different verticals that we work with the FSI, uh, retail, CPG, uh, TTH uh, on the vertical side. So we have about 22,000 Mindtree, Mindtree, we call it, uh, offices across the globe. Wow. Uh, so that's about the Mindtree. Mm -hmm. And Tosi, tell us about your role specifically. Obviously, people know marketing, but demand generation, right? That's also, that's one of those cool titles mm -hmm. that 10, you know, let's say 16 years ago, prior to you moving to New Jersey, 
demand generation didn't really exist, right? That's so true. Tell me about what you're doing in that area specifically for MindTree. So that's a, like a very interesting question. And uh, you're right, like, you know, demand generation, uh, before it was like, you know, call it like, you know, that how you can uh, make things visible. That's how I call it. Uh, what I do in my country, like I lead the global marketing and two specific areas, like, you know, as I mentioned, the horizontal of uh, Mindry was uh, the customer experience, digital data, cloud. So that's like, you know, I lead all those four areas. And then in verticals, I uh, have the BFSI vertical that I lead, uh, where like, you know, we look at all different aspects of uh, uh, like global and U.S., uh, and in terms of the demand generation, uh, the demand generation, like, you know, for me, it's uh, not just like, you know, creating leads over leads and creating the funnel and opportunity funnel. That comes like, you know, what I see as a byproduct. Uh, what, how I see a demand generation is, is uh, you can answer the whys of your product, whys of the problems out there. If you be able to translate those whys into the market, with your solutions, with your offerings, with your expertise. This is where like, you know, you can create a buzz around your prospects, your buying committee, your audience, and that's what create the demand. So it's like, not just like, you know, that getting a lead gen or like, you know, anything, I would say like, you know, it's just more like that, how you can answer those whys in the market. Dasif, what does the marketing team and marketing org look like at Mindtree? Well, we have uh, our team is uh, across the globe. Uh, our head of marketing sits in uh, UK uh, in terms of the CMO and uh, operations side of the team in India. Uh, we have uh, field marketers here in US, in California. Uh, so it's like it's scattered around. Uh, but again, as I say, like the where is needed, like if we have the vertical, which is like you know, very much penetrated in Europe, uh, with TTH vertical or the CPG vertical, so we have a, a core group of marketing there. Uh, in US, like, you know, we're pr primarily focused on the BFSI vertical or TTS, so we are there. So is it scattered around? We are about uh, almost like 30 plus team of marketing folks. Gotcha. And uh, has the pandemic forced you to change some of your strategies and how you go about marketing and doing demand generation? Absolutely. It's actually created like a 360 change in the marketing uh, because as like, you know, SI industry, uh, it's not like, you know, that you can just ask someone or like, you know, send the white paper and they can just like, you know, write you a $30 million check. Uh, <laughs> we got a, It's a very long buy cycle, uh, buying cycle that we see. Uh, our primary marketing, or I would say like, you know, that most of the marketing effort prior to COVID was like going into the events. Uh, those roundtables, those events, like, you know, that we participate or like we sponsor those or like co-host or host those events. Now, like, you know, when the entire thing is completely shut down, uh, now we need to recreate all those things. One of our practices is Salesforce. We are a very major practice of Salesforce. And then if you can imagine Salesforce practice and then uh, the Dreamforce, if we are not there, we are always being like the platinum sponsor there. And we are, if we are not there, then it means our entire sales pipeline, like, you know, get vanished. So how you can, we, we recreated the entire strategy and we saw the opportunity that how we can connect with folks better. So few of the stuff like, you know, uh, that we started, we were running inside sales team uh, or like, you know, in terms of top of the funnel. And we noticed like, you know, some new trends in the beginning of March and April that when people were home, they were be able to connect us better by a phone. 
So that's like, you know, something that's interesting. But on the other side, like now it's a webinar fatigue going on, like, you know, everyone is doing webinar, but we started in March, uh, well, like, you know, with like a very sweet spot of like, you know, workplace of the future. And which was like, you know, very uh, broadly received and people like consume that content because we brought industry experts on different domain, uh, some analysts and like see. And then from that point on, we saw like, you know, that how we can create those 360 way of uh, creating demand and like, you know, going after with our products. So if in terms of cloud, so we create a cloud series, thought leadership series, uh, the CX uh, customer experience series, uh, some other like, you know, vertical series. We are, we are not talking about selling the product. We were not talking about how, like, you know, that we are good. We, we were talking about, like, you know, how the transformation uh, is right now. It's not just, like, you know, that you can just hold on to it, but it's, like, you have to do it. And, uh, the like, you know, where we were looking at now, if you just heard two days ago, uh, the Microsoft announced $13 billion profit in Q3. Uh, the quarter and then the word that he uses if any company is not going to be digitalized or being into digital transformation phase then they will not be considered as in like you know innovative company so it's like right now the time so we saw this opportunity people were going to move in cloud uh, all those different verticals and we create those like you know thought leadership space and like you know creating those white papers we call it like you know uh, help and grow so we created the entire um, website or uh, per se microsite for that. And we start putting together those help and grow uh, per vertical, per segments, per uh, persona, and start like, you know, targeting those folks like, you know, who wanted to consume those content. So that's like, you know, in a very um, 30,000 feet, like, you no know, view. But again, there's a lot of logistic behind it, like, you know, how we do it. Uh, but that's like, you know, how we overcome those COVID challenges. Hmm. And as far as, not attending conferences anymore, as you know, Strista used to do all the time. We used to sponsor, just like you, you mentioned with MindTree. Have you dabbled in the virtual events as far as going to, sponsoring them? I know you've been creating, or, or has it really been focused, Tuzzy, on creating your own content series thought leadership? That's a good question. So, uh, yes, actually, we did uh, participate. Actually, like, you know, it's interesting. One of our services and insurance line is, our partner is uh, Duck Creek, which is uh, the CMS for the insurance companies. Uh, and we, uh, there's a very big event, which is like, you know, very big for us called Formation. It didn't happen and it went virtual. So what we did actually, we work with their core marketing group and see like, you know, how we can make sure that the entire year cannot just go in vain. How we can like, you know, make this happen. And we work very closely with them to create this virtual platform. Uh, and which is like, you know, that I, I did between like, you know, brainstorming. And so we did participate in some of the virtual event. Uh, we did our own virtual event, but right now what happened, what we have seen, uh, some of like, you know, last virtual event, like it was, um, uh, I, I think, uh, the, uh, blockchain event, uh, it like, you know, it's the connection between one-on-one -on -one person while like, you no, know, you're just doing a digital handshake. Uh, it's like, I didn't feel like, you know, that. We, we got something better out of it. Uh, well, yet to see like, you know, that uh, all those different companies like Adobe next year, they are coming up with like a very innovative solution for virtual event or Salesforce are coming like, you know, with the virtual solution. I yet to see like, you know, what is their solutions gonna look like? But so far I haven't seen much success in those, those virtual events. 
Yeah, I agree. I saw recently that Dreamforce was going to try to do a virtual event. That's a tough, the, the, the live event that Salesforce and Dreamforce does is tough enough to pull off. That's like 175,000 people. It's going to be interesting to see how you could, it's hard to network there to begin with, right? It's going to be hard to see how you can do that. I haven't seen, I've seen smaller organizations kind of do it right. B2B marketing, that community, b2bmarketing.net. They did a, a really good session and show where they kind of had this speed dating thing where you can kind of go and talk. But yeah, I, I what Starista has been doing ourselves is kind of smaller events, sponsoring regional events and smaller events, like what we did recently at the Direct Marketing Club of New York, Digital Marketing Club of New York, where uh, AJ spoke as well as the CEO of Lodomy about third-party cookies going away, it's like things like that. So uh, I agree with you, but I love your approach as far as the thought leadership, putting out great content there. If you put out great content and it's not, like you said, salesy, people mm -hmm. naturally would understand what you're doing and look into what you're doing and maybe form a partnership. So that's really cool. Let's back up one second. I want to talk about your background. MTV, Verizon, LexisNexis. I mean, you've been at some amazing companies. Have you always been involved in marketing, Tosif? And, and how did you get into marketing? Okay, that's uh, a very good question. And I'm going to give you a very interesting fact about myself. Uh, actually, I have, uh, I have done a graduation in engineering. So I'm an engineering major. And so... Uh, post like you know my engineering like you know I had to like you know see like what's next like you know I was thinking of doing MS uh, or like you know do MBA so I think at that time it was timely so I just like you know went for the MBA but 2000 um, after like you know this 9-11 thing the job market was struggling um, so I found one job in MTV in a network like IT networking side of it uh, and it was the very first week of my job uh, one of the sales uh, director of sales and marketing there in one division, he was struggling with computer. I'm talking about 2004, 2005, because that time the digital was evolving. There was no social media. Even there was no smartphone at that time. The, the, the best phone came out was a Motorola Razor, like, you know, at that time. So uh, he asked me, like, you know, if, if I knew anything about computer and, like, you know, get him something, like, you know, fixed for the PowerPoint. So I knew about computers. I helped him and I say, like, you know, if you can give me a day, I'll help make like, you know, more purified, like more. So next day I just came and gave it to him and he said, can you present this to me? And I did. So he said, like, you know, that I see like, you know, something in you, which like, you know, uh, like salesy or marketing kind of thing. So if you like, you can just work with me for a month or uh, if you don't like it, you have your secure job in IT. So, but like from that point on, like when I started working with him, I thought like, I, and I realized like, you know, uh, that this is something of marketing in me. Um, I never looked back. So I just started from marketing there. But one thing which helped me and my background that at that time, I think I was very timely that I got into the marketing space because uh, the digital was evolving. 
So I applied those digital principles that I learned, uh, website designing, SEO, like the paid search was evolving, uh, how like, you know, that can be translated into those vanity side of like, you know, the marketing or legacy marketing or legacy sales model and apply those digital principles, which is evolving. That helps me like, you know, and then the company as well, that I brought this digital mindset to the company. And then they already have this legacy mindset of marketing and sales. Uh, and then I start working with like, you know, different projects, uh, different like, you know, big companies like Pepsi and those uh, major events uh, work with them, even like the major shows like uh, Jersey Shore. And uh, I'm sure like, you know, that uh, as a Jersey guy, so I was pretty much involved there as well. And after that, like, you know, I wanted to learn about uh, e-commerce side of the business. So I looked at some of the few companies like, you know, where I can really learn about e-commerce business. Um, then like, you know, and then Lexus Nexus side, like, you know, is more about the B2B side of, uh, sorry, B2B and the B2B2C side of this business. So how like, you know, you can connect with B2B from uh, Lexus Nexus to attorneys and lawyers perspective, and then how you can help them to gain those demand generation after like, you know, they will acquire that or how they can be promoted and stuff. Uh, Verizon, like, you know, was uh, one of the, the very challenging position. Uh, 2013, Verizon was going through a major transformation uh, in terms of how they can create more digital, digitalized transactions, rather the brick and mortar. Verizon was always like, you know, more of a brick and mortar kind of, because uh, they were very much in suburb area or uh, rural areas, like, you know, they had very big penetration there. So and they were all, most of the folks or segments, I call it, uh, go to, they like to go to the shop. And the, the nature of that business is like, you buy a shop, you want to have like phone in your hand. And majority of the segment is the people who doesn't know the smartphone business, like who doesn't know what's how the smartphone works. So uh, the idea of that, uh, they hired me and I need to build a team uh, to do this entire digital transformation and omni-channel uh, strategy, where how we can create uh, the 3% of digital transaction to 30% digital transaction, what tools and technology that we need, how we can be better positioned in the market, how we can create a segment-based model to make sure like, you know, that we don't touch or we don't disturb our current uh, pool of the customer, but like how slowly we can migrate them to uh, in a digitalized manner. Uh, plus like, you know, whatever the acquisition that happening top of the funnel, how we can bring them through digital channels that like, you know, optimize the cost, uh, bottom line, EBITDA, like all those things like, you know, impacted uh, with those digital things. So that's how like, you know, I created a work with amazing team, amazing, like, you know, uh, different SIs, like McKinsey, BCGs, like of the world, like, you know, work with them. Uh, and then like, you know, I uh, started like in uh, this side of the aisle, like, you know, completely SI. So Mindtree, like, you know, was my first uh, SI business where I get to learn a completely different aspect of uh, customers, different aspects of marketing, different aspects of demand gen, where you, you don't see like, you know, that uh, in Ryzen, like, you know, you, this buying cycle is very short, like, you know, you can just get the thing. But here, like, you know, you need to make sure that how you can create those funnel-based marketing approach where and the customer journey that you need to look at uh, where they are in the funnel from the awareness to consideration to decision stages and how you can properly like you know work back with your sales team your practice team uh, to define those uh, uh, 
uh, wow moment or like you know uh, um, like you, know, you can say like uh, aha moment like you know for them and work them on the bottom of the funnel to push the last mile kind of thing so that's my journey so far so very very interesting tasif uh, what we have found on our podcast is there are very few people that have studied marketing that have gotten into marketing a lot of people come from uh, different sectors um, well although now they have they are teaching marketing in college as a kind of a major and a lot of people are doing it so maybe 10 years from now the uh, future will look different and it will be like doctors who study to be doctors but uh, marketers tend to be more accidental <laughs> yeah actually i very interestingly i was just uh, listening to a podcast from uh, uh, the tesla guy oh. <laughs> tesla guy uh, <laughs> he actually said a very interesting thing like nowadays the education if anyone wants to go to college they only going for fun or they have money to kill because mm-hmm. everything is online and is free so if people are like you know spending uh, like you know wanted to go to college and spend summers at home and so they are not learning if someone wants to learn anything about anything they can do it for free online everything is exposure so i'm very much like you know fond of those uh, things that uh, if at this point if i wanted to become an attorney then i think at this time of technology and the resources available anyone can do anything at any point that 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 is certainly true i think you can actually take the bar exam in uh, i think california without attending law school yeah. <laughs> that's crazy I, i do hear it's tough though so <laughs> oh, so yeah. so if you've been at mindtree now for two years what's been kind of a highlight for you personally in your career at mindtree well one of the major thing that happened is uh, the acquisition uh not acquisition i would say like you know the uh, mindtree was a standalone company it's a public company in india uh, but it was like you know its own company and last year it was uh, sort of the major major share was purchased by lnt group uh, which is last in turbo so that's like you know sort of like a change entire uh, vision and like you know that the initial road map that we created in early 2019 because the new company acquired mindtree with like you know they have sort of like a a different view of looking at the market uh in how like you know they want to perceive uh and create like you know that the brand of mindtree as an entity of lnt so in collective way when we looked at the market we were looking at okay what is the collective business of mindtree Uh, and then eventually like you know we want to look at how we can be competing against like you know uh, the big boys like infosys or uh, cognizant and those team and how we can compete against those in mindtree like you know was one of the fastest uh, company who reached a billion dollar mark in 20 years which is like you no know, major milestone now how we can get to the next billion that's like you know that strategy like you know or, uh, you can say the kpi is like you know, given to us that okay how we can get to the next billion or like you know the th- uh, third billion in 3 years uh, so that like you know changed the entire like you know how we see the market how we want to position ourselves or rebrand ourselves and not just as a mindtree but a mindtree a larson and torbo group uh, that's like you know a very interesting uh, change but 
uh, the best part is like, you know, with the amazing team, amazing account team, amazing sales team, the transaction, like transaction, like, you know, the transition happened, didn't impact much. Uh, because people, uh, they cared about my in my dreams in sense that uh, they knew how closely we work with our group. We were like you know uh, we always compete against this big boys, but we were always like you know, very nimble, agile to be uh, take like bigger project, like you know bigger transformation, uh, bigger like you know strategic uh, partnership, like you know with big companies. So it was interesting journey, a little bit roller coaster, but end of the day, like you know, I think it was uh, some great learning. Got it. Okay, that's fascinating. Didn't realize the uh, acquisition. Yeah. And then, what do you think uh, for the demand generation position? Uh, it's very hard to fill. Even we have struggled to sometimes to find the right people in that role. What do you think when you interview? What, what are the skill sets you're looking for? Or what makes somebody successful in that demand generation role? Well, my hiring criteria is a bit like you no know, orthodox or like I would say just a little bit different. Uh, Beside like you not know, having somewhat core expertise that we are looking for, uh, I always look at someone like you no know, with uh, itch to learn uh, because you cannot find like you know exact match like you know how you wanted to describe your JD or write your JD uh, but you wanted to find someone like you know who is uh, hunger to learn uh, hunger to take risk uh, I've been very famous in Mindtree like in you know, a marketing group that uh, I always uh, uh, being very much critical on like you know things that like you know uh, very outspoken, very like, you know, uh, try to be like, you know, uh, make sure like, you know, that my comments, my value, like, you know, backed uh, by data. So in terms of the hiring, I always want my team to be very much the same way. Like, you know, they challenge the norm. Uh, they go like, you know, out of the box, like, you know, we call it out of the box, like, you know, but I'm not never scared of like, you know, taking tests, uh, doing like, you know, something which is like we have never done. And I say like, you know, the worst thing can happen, we're gonna fail. It's not going to be like, you know, that end of the world. We're going to learn something. Any campaign you run, anything that you do, any strategy like, you know, you want to do, that's going to help us like, you know, learn something new. That's how like, you know, I take approach on my team. In terms of like, you know, this challenging time and the demand generation, like, you know, uh, what I've noticed, it's uh, anyone like, you know, with the legacy mindset, and I'm talking about the COVID era and like, you know, post period, it's, it's not going to be much more uh, productive that you wanted to do the same thing, same field marketing thing, same digital marketing. It has to be something like, you know, which uh, you can bring on a table in a different way. Uh, and it's a very good example. Like, you know, we use like, uh, if you if use any intent-based targeting to create an ABM strategy, and now you guys are expert, like, you know, I'm sure you have, you mentioned like, you know, you have your own DMP or like, you know, you work on the database. Uh, the, the persona has been completely changed. If I'm targeting uh, someone, some persona via this intent-based targeting, so for example, I'm working from home uh, most of the time. So I have one IP that someone was targeting me. So my daughter, like, you know, she's trying to learn how to make a Play-Doh. My son, like, you know, he wants to be like, you know, uh, Superman. Uh, my wife, like, you know, wants to get some new recipe. So imagine like, you know, the entire intent base is all over the place. So now you need to understand the, your target audience, where you are targeting. 
that's like you know so i had a, a few meetings like you know or like i tried to understand what bambora is doing what clearbit is doing like you know what those like you know data society like you know are trying to overcome those challenges because now ip mapping or like you know uh, ip targeting or cache targeting or intent targeting it's like you know need to be revived uh, because it's not being very much uh, targeted or per se like you know that how you can just understand someone uh, someone like a B2B customer, like, you know, that we target, uh, if we think like, you know, we are targeting an account, uh, we need to understand their own journey. Uh, me as a B2B, like, you know, buyer, uh, I'm like, you know, looking at all those solutions, marketing solutions, database in my, like from nine to 12, you know, lunch hour, I'm start shopping on Amazon, uh, become a B2C buyer. That kind of mindset, like, you know, if some marketer, like, you know, understand to create their own demand generation, to create an ABM strategy, that helped them, like, you know, uh, to, uh, to use the exact same way of thinking how your buying committee is thinking. And that's how, like, you know, I see, like, you know, that the things aren't changing. And again, there's a lot of challenges, like, you know, from a data perspective, but that's what, like, you know, I think most of the companies are struggling and hopefully, like, you know, that will change maybe in a few months or so. Uh, Tosi, could you talk to us about how you feel like all of your previous experiences play into each other as far as like your marketing tactics? It didn't, you know, did you learn something each time at, at one that helped you fuel your tactics at another? Absolutely. Uh, I, I start like, you know, again, from uh, my MTV era, when you were actually uh, trying to make people understand that digital is like at that time the understanding for the customer is like you know simple you gotta have a website because they didn't even like you know care about like you know, do you have a website so uh but now uh when we are talking to customer we like, like you know if i'm matching those two you gotta tell those folks like you know sitting on top of the seat that digital transformation is not something like you know you can hold on to it you have to do it you have to adopt a uh, cloud uh, challenges comes like, you know, with the cloud adoption, like, you know, with the legacy, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, CRMs or legacy systems they have, like, you know, how to transform. But uh, saying that, like, you know, it's the same thing. In Ryzen, like, you know, we were looking at the segmentation. We had 124 million, like, you know, customer. Uh, and then each line has, like, you know, three or three lines. So we were looking at big segment. So how we create different 12 segments of uh people like, you know, with money, people without money, uh, businesses, like, you know, all different type of segments. That segment-based strategy helped me, like, you know, understand that even though if I, I apply those principles, like, you know, here in uh, current job, you have BFSI, you have CPG, you have retail. Within BFSI, you have banking, you have finance, you have insurance, you have asset management. Within insurance, you have property and casualty, you have uh, life and annuity, you have uh, different sort of like, you know, sub-segment, sub-group. Each one has different challenges. Each one like, you know, so when you work on 124 million accounts and segmentation in one company, that helps you like, now this looks like, you know, that when I'm talking about BFSI itself, like, you know, has like segments and sub-segments and micro-segments, it doesn't look big to me. Uh, Cause like, you know, I have done like, you know, bigger thing. That helped me like, you know, understand how like, you know, we can go to market even with our offerings, our products, our solutions, and reach to the right folks. I like it. And is there something coming out in 2021, a service, anything that you'd love to talk about that's exciting for 2021 at Mindtree? 
Well, uh, again, like you know that we have uh, recreated uh, some of our uh, horizontal offerings in terms of uh, how like you know that digital versus like analytics data with their all different thing. But now we have four different value proposition in customer experience, data, enterprise, IT, and cloud. Uh, and the, and we are looking, and there's a different way of looking at how we can help not just by the solutions, uh, as in like, you know, SI company, but also like, you know, help in the consulting way as well. That how being as a consultant, being like, you know, provide them the information, like, you know, what we have seen in different industry area, different part of the globe, like, you know, and how we can create those success stories. Uh, so as in the consulting manner, I see like, you know, that again, uh, with, I think things are getting to normal and people are normal in sense, like, you know, that now we know we have to come to office when we know, like, you know, people are working from home. We know, like, you know, things are like, you know, is going to be a new normal. Uh, so we have to live with it, but how we can create those virtualized, like, you know, way of connecting those folks. That's what I think is going to be exciting for next year. And then one staple question we like to ask Tasif uh, to all our guests is, uh, I'm sure with your title, you get a lot of junk emails and LinkedIn messages. So what is something that gets your attention on LinkedIn and what's something that really annoys you when people send it to you? Okay, that's, I'm sure like, you know, that uh, that's a very right question. Yes, I do get a lot of uh, emails, a lot of uh, LinkedIn requests. Um, sometimes like, you know, they are so funny that, uh, it's like, I cannot resist to open, like, you know, those subject line, uh, those funny ones, like, you know, that, uh, how about like, you know, a beer to get you drunk, like those kind of like, those kind of <laughs> funny stuff. uh, but, um, see, like, you know, uh, I always like, you know, uh, this is something like, you know, I normally don't ignore emails. If I have time, like, you know, especially over the weekends, uh, I go through like, you know, if someone send me some white papers, if someone calls me, I always ask them like, you know, please do share like, you know, that your value proposition, what you can do rather like, you know, and if, if like, you know, uh, come to the uh, point where we are trying to engage with any of, uh, any of those agencies or services or anyone, uh, I make sure one thing that uh, give them an opportunity to make sure they understand one part that, I'm not looking for a vendor. I'm not, there are thousands of vendors. I'm, if your solution is good, I wanted to make you a partner. Why we say that? Because partner can work with you like we with our client. So we, we look at the same goal. So when you look at the goal, same goal, then you just don't see those obstacles. And when you don't see obstacles, like you, know, you just focus on the goal, which is a joint goal. If I tell you like, you know, this is my goal. I want it to be like, you know, a $2 billion company in one year, how we can get there. Let's just work together. So this is like, you know, I'm going back to like an initial thing, but I said that when you start working or answering those whys of the problem, and that's what I look for any uh, partner or like agency or vendor that I look for, like, you know, can they answer my whys? Like, you know, so that's how like, you know, I deal with those emails and jokes. <laughs> Not junks, but emails and offerings. <laughs> and, and then kind of, uh, you know, what have you been doing personally during this time? Any new hobbies you've picked up uh, while working from home? 
well, I, I picked up weight and that's what I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lifting weights? No, actual weight, right? Yeah. <laughs> weight, yeah. So, uh, but actually I do a lot of uh, woodworking. Uh, so cool. like uh, woodworking in terms of like, I build shed and pergola. This year, like, you know, my plan was to just build a pergola. So I had a pool, so I had to get rid of the pool, like, you know, flatten the land. And uh, so I couldn't be able to finish everything, but uh, hopefully next summer. So that's, that's awesome. how I like to you know, keep Pretty myself good. busy on the weekends. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, see, and I bet you you build that pergola better than your father-in-law does. <laughs> oh, well, you know, he, even if I like do like pitch perfect pergola, there will always uh, flaws in there, so. <laughs> oh, I know. See, it doesn't matter who, father-in-laws or universal. I know I'm, uh, after work today, I'll have to go home and see my father-in-law, and I'm sure I do something that, I, I'm not that handy. So, thank goodness, because he thinks he's handy, and it would be just a whole conversation. But uh, that's awesome to see. You know, look, that's, this is the podcast. That's it. We made it. You did, it, it flowed so quickly. You, you know, you did an awesome job. We uh, loved having you here. We loved learning about MindTree. Digital transformation is very important. A lot of companies, if they haven't done it in the past, because of the circumstances out there now, mm -hmm. are doing it. So we'd love for people to just go to MindTree.com, uh, look up Tosif uh, on LinkedIn, reach out to him, but again, come up with a, you know, a, a clever joke in the subject line, as you mentioned there, but really add some value to his business. And uh, you know, this has been great, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, global marketing director and demand generation, Mindtree, Tasif Muhammad. I'm Vincent. That's AJ. This has been another episode of the Marketing Stir. We love you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. Thanks for listening.